Hey, David. What's up? So uh, I, I empathize with you a little bit because, you know, Southwestern Ontario finally got its taste of Christmas much, much later. We finally got snow. And uh, we want to thank our, our brethren from the north who blew the <laughs> wind so kindly and literally gave us snow on January 2nd. I well, thought it was so funny. They don't call me snow miser for no reason. But what they forgot to tell everybody in the KW area is when that stuff hits the ground, you have to drive accordingly. I've like, I just, I watch chaos ensue, right? Like I just Mm -hmm. look over the balcony and there's, there's like the idiots who are doing like donuts in the parking lot. There's the people who have like slid into the ditch. There's 18 Facebook message posts from everywhere like in the city being like, watch out this place, watch out for that place. Another person slid into this. Another person did that. And you're just like, man, if it just started snowing in December, we would have seen <laughs> these messages earlier. It's different. Well, it's and- just like, uh, you know, a delayed shipment. That's all. You know, you the snow came late and you get all the messages afterwards. Like It's the same thing up here. I mean, we live in perpetual winter and every time it snows, there's always people that are, you know, there's always like the few people that like leave their their summer tires on and they they just are playing russian roulette with the winter right so then we get that first uh dusting of snow and their cars flopping all over the place and whatnot but you know who's not gonna be in a ditch flopping all over the place out of control who's that all of those listeners of this episode of the scene on screen podcast That's right, the scene on screen podcast with video now. Sort of. We're, we're 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 making sure it all works, but I was trying to like come up with a fun little thing to do when the 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 uh, the theme was playing. So I was like cheersing the microphone with my beer. It's a good day to see your. It's always a good day when I see your beautiful face over the interwebs. Because guys, but, surprise, we're recording in two very different places. It's funny though because uh, it's not the first time you talked about video, uh, and maybe we, I think we posted like one or two clips. Yeah, but like now we're like the whole intention is to upload more clips and then eventually the whole pod, right? So yeah, I know we're we're doing things one day at a time. But I'm just I'm so happy that I've got a computer that's working, camera that's working that doesn't just shut off if you look at it the wrong way. It's great. I mean, it's good times. The last camera just probably thought you were ugly, right? So I was like, ugh. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to see that one. (laughs) Must turn off. This camera gotta go by thinks you're beautiful so so what's been up what what have you been up to my friend you know it's uh never ending construction in my house <laughs> we've been redoing per- my kitchen now perpetual construction kind of yeah i mean we uh, redid our countertop and uh then redid the backsplash of behind our, our kitchen stove i don't know just updating the house a little bit you know it's it's winter up here, so I don't want to be outside. The days are pretty short. You know, it's 
dark by 4.30 still. I mean, the days are getting longer. I think it's dark by 4.35. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it's just, we, we've, you guys are getting a dumping of snow. We are just starting to get a little bit of it. Um, I mean, we've had some, I don't know. We got like 10 centimeters of snow over the last, I don't know, day. So it's not like a whole lot, but people still forget how to how to do shit in the snow. Yeah, I realized I don't have boots anymore. I don't know what I did to my boots, but I don't have them anymore. So that's a whole thing. It's because probably in a drunken stupor, right? You... <laughs> You were like, oh, there's no snow out here. It's like mid-November. You're like, there's no snow, and you just threw them out because they were taking up precious space in your closet. You know, there was a point in time when I was living in Toronto. If you remember my old building, mm-hmm. the car was parked way underground. So you had to like go down into the parkade, walk through that part, right? Mm-hmm. So it was underground. The vehicle always stayed dry, unless it was raining or snowing while I was driving. And then where I worked all staff had to park in the underground park, like uh, on a special floor of the underground parkade. So I always had parking underground at work. The grocery store that we would shop at or frequent also had indoor parking. So my vehicle for two years didn't see snow piled on it at all. It was like the most incredible thing. I'd be very confused if I like drove to the ultimate field and I'd come out and be like, what the hell is this stuff on the car? I don't have a brush. Like, I actually think I got rid of the brush at one point, but yeah, I park, I park in a a park gate as well. And it does definitely make a big difference. Um, I hate, (laughs) I hate when you're like going to the mall and we don't have a mall here. I mean, I guess Dollarama, the the strip mall and the shopping center or Walmart. (laughs) And I come out and there's uh, snow on my back window or my front window. And I have to actually scrape off. You know what pisses me off though? What's that? Driving behind, <laughs> driving behind like an OPP car, and their the entire back of their car is just got you know two inches of snow on it. Like yeah. they don't even clear off their their back window or anything like that. It's like how can you guys expect everyone else to follow the law and the rules of the road? That's because they're too busy don't... texting and using their laptop while driving. I know, and and turning on their sirens and lights just to not have to wait at a red light. Oh, I saw that the other day. I was just, I was in Uptown Waterloo and I just saw red and then I saw a car go whoop across the intersection and then the lights were off. I was like, dude, like, where do you have to be right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what? there's no way it's like responding. Oh, 10-4, it's over. Bye. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not needed. Sorry, dude. Oh, well. I mean, it's, uh, we're like at the beginning of the end. In uh, the Winter Wonderland. Yeah, I, think, I, like, I hope. I saw a meme that like pretty much summed up how I felt. It's like all the months of November and December with snow. And there's a snowman. And he's happy. And there's like candy canes. And there's like a little happy squirrel. And then January, all the trees are dead. There's no lights on them whatsoever. <laughs> there's like the snowman just looks like he's been built out of slush. They took away his hat and his scarf because people put it away. Wild times. The The worst thing about like the end of winter, beginning of fall, is that there's a good like two month period where it's just everything's brown and like covered in sand 
and <laughs> it's just <laughs> and uh it's just like gloomy it's worse than fall like at least in fall you get like that that change in the colors of the trees and you know leaves on the ground and it's it's, it's still kind of nice looking yeah right but in the fall you get like oh it's sl- or in the spring it's like slushy and just not fun you get like really cold it's cold and windy and that's probably the worst thing about the spring yeah so i've thought about it i think what they should do is they should normalize christmas decorations staying up until january 7th orthodox christmas can come up the day after or even wait till the 14th when orthodox new year happens right Mm -hmm. give it an extra week or two because then that gives a shorter window to valentine's day and February has a random totally made up holiday, right? So that exists. And then after that, you have March, which has March break, but no real government holidays. And then all of a sudden you're into April and you have Easter. So at least you're like, like it's like, it's like your work day, right? You, you start your work day and you're like, oh, only six more hours, only four more. But we take two weeks after Christmas, leave all the lights up. Have a few more parties. Have a few more laughs. The side streets don't look gloomy. Like driving around now after five o'clock is so depressing. There's not, well, people still leave up their lights, which I love them for. Normalize like outdoor lights until you can't. But, like, um, okay. At what point though is having your is it Christmas lazy? lights? No. At what point is having your Christmas lights on no longer acceptable? Like what time? Okay, I'm so you're moving that. into a new holiday, <laughs> which I was mean, highly contested in our group <laughs> chat this morning. I uh, my 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 outdoor Christmas lights are still on. I mean, it's why not? It's winter. It's not necessarily. I don't have Santa Claus uh, on my house. Actually, I do in one of the windows, but that that'll probably come down. But I got a snowman out there. Yeah, so snowmen really... are supposed to die New Year's Day. It's like bye, snowman. That's it. You're done. <laughs> Get out of here. Not mine. He's happy and he's waving at all the, the deer walking by. I'm Actually, determined. That reminds ahead, me though. Uh, I had a bag of apples that. So, Jesus, okay, I parts don't even want to know where this is going. I we got a juicer, right? And I was like, okay, I'm gonna juice a bunch of apples. Well, she who should not be named is allergic to apples, right? But I'm like, okay, if you eat them or drink them, then like the juice, you'll die. So just stay away from her. Well, apparently when you juice apples, it also releases apple flavors and stuff like that into the air. <laughs> so, so she was having some minor some symptoms of an allergic reaction. So anyway, so and when did you make this juice? Oh, this was like a few weeks ago. <laughs> she's but, still struggling. She's, she walks she's, by the kitchen. She's, she's like, apples. <laughs> um, yeah, she looks like uh, she looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall when his face uh, starts blowing <laughs> up. And <laughs> anyways, so okay, I put the the rest of the apples in the basement, far away from uh, her prying fingers, right? But then I kind of forgot about them. So a few of them started going, you know, soft and and not good. So. Uh, the other day I was uh, shoveling the driveway and uh, a few deer came by and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to throw these apples across the street because I feel bad about like just throwing them in the garbage, whatever. I'll throw them across the street so that they, they go that way. Well, next thing I know, there's about eight deer just kind of circled around me. (laughs) You remember the, uh, the Elmo 
uh, did the elbow circle? Yeah, yeah, circle. Yeah, it was like that. Except I was in between. I was in in the middle of a circle of deer that were all drooling, and uh, they weren't getting the hint that the the apples were going across the street. But yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. I don't even remember what I was going to tell you. It's, it's so far gone. So let's talk movie news. Guess what, boys and girls? David's wishes have possibly come true because they're probably like, okay, I shouldn't say probably because we do know that they're going to do one more season of The Mandalorian at least. Mm-hmm. But then Mando and Grogu are getting their own movie, according to John Favreau. How do we feel about this? Is uh, it going to be a buddy cop adventure? Is Grogu going to have more advanced powers? Are we hoping that the Mandalorian 4 doesn't suck? Well, okay, so there's a lot that they could do with this. Yeah. Uh, If it takes place shortly after, say, like, season three, then... Like, after they arrive at the bar and looking for work? Yeah. Yeah, like, if it arrives shortly after that, then we're going to have the same old, you know, Grogu's a little bit, getting, getting a little bit more experience but it's still going to be that little little tiny baby that waddles around right no dialogue or anything like that um but if they if they they play it off as if it say it was four or five years later right then they they could make grogu talk right uh they could have a deep voice (laughs) like like detective pikachu Except what, not like the, the original detective. I'm yeah. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, so they could they could do that where he's a little bit more skilled in the force and and more experienced. They they might be more of a. I mean, like Mandalorian himself. I guess would you say that he was well known? Or getting more well known, he was, and but like Din Djarin was also like super helpful. So yeah. like, is it going to be a movie with the Rangers? Is the rumored return of um, Cara Dune going to happen? Because apparently Disney and her made nice because she was like, "Hey, I'll sue you if you don't let me." Like you fired me from a like a whole series because of something that I believed in. Anti vaxxer or not, like okay. You know, she also did some yeah. anti-Semitic stuff. So, like, <laughs> she's also not great for other reasons. But yeah, right. We'll see. I guess. I mean, I based off of what season three was of Mandalorian, which was not very good to begin with. It was it not had nothing to do with Din Djarin or Grogu. I mean, the first episode did, but other than that, it was just uh, it was the Bo-Katan Kreese, yeah, right. So, and then it it continue on and it transformed into no longer about the Mandalorian, more about Mandalorians. Um so yeah, it was it was boring. But the thing is, is what what a lot of people complain about with season three is that if you hadn't seen like if you're just a casual enjoyer of you know the Star Wars stuff, but you didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, there was a lot of stuff in between that or a lot of stuff that happened in season three or that was referenced in season three that you wouldn't have known about. Right. So there's a lot of problems with that, but I think this is the best case scenario for this character instead of them trying to, and as we've discussed in previous episodes, you know, with these TV shows that they're doing, they are too short, right? 
because they're trying to take a, a movie's worth, like they're too long and too short at the same time. They're trying to take a movie's worth length of content and stretch it out over eight episodes. But then they add a lot of filler and then the ending always just ends up being like feeling really rushed, right? Truth. Whereas if they do it like a movie, then there's a, a set breakdown of, you know, beginning, middle of end. Like they know that there's a two and a half hour time that they have to work within. So, you know, being speedy and getting the story kind of going and whatnot isn't a bad thing because it's a tried and true method. Right. So I think this will allow Disney and not only that, John Favreau is directing it or is it confirmed that he is or it's is coming it's from like him? Yeah, directly. Rumor, right. So, yeah, I mean, he, what did he do? He did Iron Man. He did. He did Elf. Right? Elf. Uh, like he's he's got a pretty good track record of making like solid uh, movies. And I mean, like he's he's put a lot of time and effort into the Mandalorian series, the TV show, Star Wars, and all that stuff. So I'm I'm actually kind of more on the excited end of this rather than uh like if if they announce that season four of Mandalorian, like straight up like season four, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Not that big of a deal. We need um a, a sound. And the sound's gonna be like wish list world premiere something like that i don't know in the same kind of tone you if sure this movie is going that? To... you sure about that absolutely i am <laughs> man have you seen no, no no i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait um for this movie to be successful it needs to do one fundamental thing okay this is all i'm asking ready mm-hmm. no ahsoka no Skywalker, no Boba Fett. Stay away from core trilogy characters. Well, Ahsoka's not a core trilogy character, but stay away from those kind of characters. It's got to be, yeah, 100%. It's got to focus on Mandalorian, Din Djarin, and, uh, Din Djarin and uh, Grogu. I mean, like, my... they, could, they could implement a few characters from this TV series. Like who was the ranger? I forget his name. Which one? The one from uh, Corner season, Gas, season one. Yeah, the or yeah. not Corner Gas, um, Kim's Convenience. Yeah, where he uh, he had the Boba Fett armor. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name. But you know what they could do? I think uh, they could they could implement uh, what's his name, Cad Bane, as like maybe the main villain. But they can't because it killed him. Did they not? <laughs> well, I mean, if you had to watch, wait, was it in uh, Mandalorian or Boca Boba Fett that he was killed? They, they they killed him in the remix episodes. Oh yeah, no, because he he had like a life. Oh, he was in that pod thing. at the end. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So Can I don't know. I feel like they could uh, implement that. I mean, he's a super cool character, and I feel like he they didn't really explore anything from him especially in live action that's pretty cool like he's a pretty intense bounty hunter so the only thing i would say then is we were robbed of the opportunity to have that poe dameron movie right we Mm -hmm. were supposed to have that that weird spice runner outlaw kind of movie and then kathleen or it was the person who directed 
uh, you know what movie I'm talking about, right? The movie that like got canceled recently. It was I, I can't remember. One? No, it was it the same director as Rogue One? Or no, sorry, not Rogue One. Um, the the Rogue Squadron movie. Yeah, yeah, I forget her name. Um, yeah, it was supposed to, not the first Jedi. It was something else that got canceled. I forget. But we were robbed of those kind of storylines, and some of them were saying, or people were saying, like, "Oh, nobody would want to watch a spice running movie." Yes, we would. I like. I want to see Star Wars characters smuggle shit. That's fun. The only thing that I'm curious about, and I'm trying to like think about where the timeline hits for Jedi Survivor, is is it possible that Mando and Cal Kestis can cross over? I don't think so. Because uh, Cal Kestis is after Order 66. He goes... So Jedi Fallen Order takes place right after the fall of the Jedi. Oh, and it's before... And then, new uh, and then, yeah, and then, uh, Survivor takes place like one or two years after the events of Jedi Fallen Order. So, and then Mandalorian takes place after the fall of the Empire. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's it's not impossible because you'd have to like age up Cal, but too yeah, much. He, he would be uh, an aged character, or you could technically just age Mando, age Grogu. And have Cal a more moderate age. That's true. Like or, he could just be like he's forty. Or they could go back in time and make and Cal cast a show. They could, or they could just make Mando a child and Grogu like an egg. Where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> Although I think it would be kind of cool. Did you ever watch Arrow? Like the TV series. No, I did not. So, so what they used to do is he would like parts of episodes would go back in time until like both seasons kind of like matched up in the same spot. Mm-hmm. But it would be I would love to see an episode or two where it's like him growing up like without a helmet before he earned his helmet and some of the like the hardships he experienced as uh, a youngling trying to become a Mandalorian because right. They're all they all become family because they're essentially stolen. <laughs> they're not adopted. They're just acquired children. Mm-hmm. So it would be interested interesting to see like where Mando actually came from, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's for another day and another com- conversation. I get. I would guess, or I I would hazard. I'm excited for more Star Wars content, of course. But I'm also apprehensive because eventually you're going to see Pedro Pascal no longer play the Mandalorian, which is one thing. And two, Grogu's not going to be cute and adorable forever. I mean, Yoda's kind of cute and adorable. Yeah, but like how many kids were obsessed with Yoda? Like an old, in an old, I ruined the entire Jedi Order kind of way. Yeah, he was stuck in his ways. But like, think about it. Like, we weren't young enough to ever know what the the Star Wars phenomenon was like when we, like, in the late seventies, early eighties. But I can't imagine an old frog man with a cane was a popular toy. No, I know. I'm just joking. Well, Yoda no, no. But like, this this is what I'm saying. Like, Yoda was a cool character, but like, he wasn't uh, explored. 
right? As and even in the original or the prequel trilogy, he was just like he was Yoda. It's like he was like everyone knew who he was, but he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the the person that or like kids were going out to buy the action figures. He was bouncing, bopping, and rolling. Yeah, but yeah, like that. That would be the only thing is like. Once you age up Grogu too much, unless you get that swole Hulk looking Grogu that people are imagining, mm-hmm. it's not going to be worth it. I don't think. I think you should keep the character and age him to a certain point where he's no longer like that's it. Like you've aged him to a specific point, and then that's that's it for that character. You're not you're not extending the Mandoverse, right? That's because. True. Mandalorian is now just a branch of the Skywalker saga as much as we hate to admit it that's what it is yeah I mean like it was cool that they they connected it at the like the very end of season one or no season two right because we knew that we're he was looking for like uh, a remaining Jedi and they could have picked anyone I remember there was all these uh, these rumors that it was going to be what's his face from uh uh, from Je- the Jedi Knight games. Ah, oh, geez. Uh, what's I, I forget the guy's name, but I mean they had to, they had to, uh, you know, bring in Luke Skywalker. They they didn't have to. Well, I know I always being rhetorical. It's like okay, so I like this is how much I forgot because I forgot the last episode of season two was when Luke came in and saved the day and they de-aged him Kyle Katarn. Katarn is the uh, the Jedi from um um the Jedi Knight series. And actually he that series took place twelve years after uh the Battle of Endor. So it would have been fairly close in the timeline. Yeah. As well. Like it could have totally worked. But in the long run do we want to like, see, that's what I was saying. I forgot, right? Like I forgot that season two ended on the Luke saves everybody's ass because he's Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you know what? We're going to age him more, right? They did that time jump in the remix when Mando dropped off the, the chain link armor and mm-hmm. he saw all the bugs building the Jedi temple where he tries to kill Ben Kenobi or not Ben. What the hell is that? Um, Kylo Ren's actual name? So, something ben, Solo. Ben Solo. Ben Solo. Ben Solo. Yeah. Ben Kenobi. The holy crap. Okay. Anyways. No, we that's see actually that. Luke. Luke is actually Ben uh, <laughs> Obi Wan's son. Yeah. In in another world. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like, I forgot that that part happened because Mando series three was so bad. It just like it forced us to like like pause and watch things. If I could rewatch the first season of Mandalorian again, hell yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can no, but like as, as a first time, like I, I get to see it for the very first time. Yeah, that's true. Right. You, you get to experience like the razor crest and how magnificent it looks. I mean, the, the cool thing with what was like, what was so great about season one is that, they there's a lot of new things right mandalorian was new we we saw some new uh uh aliens we saw a different side of the empire like it, it in kind of ruins almost right like yeah. small small uh remaining 
groups of of uh, Imperials. Um, the Razorcrest was a cool new ship, right? Um, even season two, like they they brought back the N one Starfighter, but made it different enough that it was like okay, unique, right? Um, but after season one, like season two, implemented a lot of like, or was trying to bring back more of like the original trilogy stuff or stuff from the prequel trilogy to, to connect it too much to the Skywalker saga. But that's the problem you're always going to get, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of movies, there are some massive, massively anticipated movies for this year. So I just wanted to go over a few that I, I thought were, were kind of interesting and that could really maybe be contenders for like real movies of the year. Not like Oscars where a lot of people are just like, oh, I watched the award show, but I didn't see seven of these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to start off with Mean Girls, the re- the remaking of Mean Girls, which actually comes out the like after we've recorded this, so it'll be launching the day you guys get to listen to this. And I'm I'm intrigued because we watched Mean Girls 20 years ago. Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, they're still in on the movie. It's going to be different for sure, but apparently it's more of a Regina George story versus a Caddy Heron one. So mm-hmm. that that could be interesting and different. And it's musically driven, right? So it's going to be the musical Mean Girls, not Mean Girls. So the the Broadway adaptation. Mm-hmm. It's gonna gonna be uh it's gonna be different for sure. What else we got cooking this year? Uh, lots of stuff. Argyle. Eh. Oh, I don't like that reaction. Have you not seen any trailers for it yet? A little bit, but I like I skimmed. I don't know. It looks more like a Kingsman movie than anything ever. Sam Rockwell, Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard. It looks like it could be really, really good. It could be. We need more violent movies like this. <laughs> we do. Yeah, that's true. I'm excited for, uh, I mean, no surprise that this movie is coming out this year, Dune Part 2. Did you watch the first one? Oh, you blew way down the list. I know, um, I'm just skipping stuff. Like, I mean, like, some of this stuff. Uh, I didn't watch Dune. I've never been interested in Dune. I played the video game when I was younger. I thought the worms eating your harvester was kind of fun, but that was it. Yeah, it, that, that's nothing like, <laughs> nothing like the movies. Which, <laughs> is, which is pretty funny, but... Uh, <laughs> You should watch it. It's it's actually pretty epic. Um, and and part two, I mean, it looks pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited in uh, the Valentine's Day release, which I'll try and uh, convince my significant other to watch. Madame Web, the the, the essentially the, the, the Spider Gwen <laughs> girl Spider Man movie. It looks really good. It looks I'm... dark. It looks twisty. I think it's very intriguing. I'm interested to see how this movie does um, in theaters because with with how a lot of like the superhero movies have been lately over the last few years, um, I know that there's a lot of people that don't understand or don't know that, you know, Madam Web, Girl Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen. Well, Spider-Woman will be in the movie, Spider-Woman. and Spider-Gwen should be in the movie as well. Right? But so there's know. a lot of people that don't know that these are like legitimate characters and not just uh, something that you know Disney, Marvel, Sony made up to be woke, 
right? That's very uh, true. So I'm in, I'm interested to see kind of how that one how that well, one. Well, you got to remember too, Matt. Um, Spider Gwen has appeared in a few different things, right? Mm-hmm. And like, if you read the comics, it was Gwen Stacy as well. Um, I do believe she had like a like she was like psychic, right? Clairvoyant, and she was a mutant more than she was a a, a spider person. That's true. Um. I don't know. When I look at this movie, I look at something like uh, it could be a unique IP. I also think Tom Holland is going to appear in it for some strange reason, or she's going to like see something in the future or the past and be like, Oh shit, that's Spider-Man. But I don't know for sure. Yeah, that's true. What we got next more worms. Hey, are you excited for Kung Fu Panda four? Did you watch Uh, the, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I haven't seen Kung Fu Panda two or three, so I mean, I I saw the trailer for Kung Fu Panda four, um, but I don't know. It wasn't really. A, I I don't know. I never really. I didn't not enjoy it, but it. I was kind of expecting Shrek levels of enjoyment, and uh, it just left a big Shrek sized hole in my soul when I watched it. Yeah, DreamWorks is kind of all over the place, right? Like it does have some really good stuff. Um, I think it's exciting to have Jack Black voice acting in more than just now Super Mario Bros. I think it's very important to have Jack Black still acting, right? He's so talented and eventually he's not going to act anymore and we're going to lose that that brilliance in voice acting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the movies that I, like, I've thought about pretty much continuously since I saw the teaser trailer was Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I'm 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 not like everybody else. Like I didn't like the first reboot of the Ghostbusters as much as I love a lot of those lady comedians, specifically like Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wiig. I just mm-hmm. didn't think that movie hit the mark. Um, I what was it? Melissa McCarthy and Leslie Jones as well. I've just I like I love some of those women. I think they're funny uh, beyond comprehension. And like when uh, Kate and Kristen and the rest of the ladies were on SNL in their heyday, like oh my mm-hmm. god. Uh, amazing but this reboot has been incredible so ghostbusters afterlife came out a few years ago was great i thought it was incredibly well done paul rudd once again just becomes like he's literally himself but he's also paul rudd um he really takes to the screen and it's nice that the original ghostbusters are in it as well um what's her name mckenna grace plays or in Finn Wolfhard play descendants of Egon, right? So yeah. that that's how they're initiated into the Ghostbusters and all that fun stuff. I just I think this one could be really, really fun. And a year with a Ghostbusters movie is always, always a good thing. Right? Like ugh. Yeah, I mean like the first one, I think the first one It was really well done. It, it was fan service, it, too. It, it had a lot of that, right? Which made it enjoyable because there was a lot of throwback to, like, the original movies, which people, I guess, really wanted, right? Like, we wanted a um, a Ghostbuster movies with some of the original cast. The problem when they do something like that and then they release a sequel, they sometimes stray from what made it so good. Right. So is this just going to turn into now we're watching like kid Ghostbusters with like a witty adult 
along for the ride? Maybe. I mean, they have aged a little bit in real life, which is good, too. It's not like the movies came out in consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, though. Like, there is that fear of this was successful because it pulled on our heartstrings. And you, you knew because Dan Aykroyd was in the trailer. Mm-hmm there was a possibility that the remainder of the Ghostbusters would come up. And like when mm-hmm. you watch the, was it, what was the reboot called with the ladies? Was it Ghostbusters? It who are you going to go- call? Yeah. Ghostbusters. Something? Something, yeah. Who are you going to call? And uh, like they, they had really, really cheap, cheap cameos, which weren't good. Like Dan Aykroyd played a cab driver. Um, It was just, it was weird. Ernie Hudson, I think was like a valet driver or something like it was just bad. Um, you're right. They are, they could be like trying to milk this, but I, from what I understand, this is supposed to be a trilogy again, but you're, oh, no, I you're think, also, I think it was just, it was just literally called Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I swear. I thought it was called who you're going to call, but that's fine. Um, when I, when you look at the success, oh, no, Ghostbusters answer the call, that's what answer the call. Right. Yeah. Either way, the movie was the, the last one was good though. They did have some cheap references like Zool and the gatekeeper and Bill Murray being Bill Murray, mm-hmm. but we'll see how this one goes. Mm-hmm. It's no different than releasing another Godzilla movie, man. This what one is Godzilla. Godzilla movies are always fun. This was Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Well, the Godzilla Kong versus Kong movies are always fun. The new empire. I mean, everyone like people don't watch those movies for the plot. They watch those movies to watch Godzilla, like giant monsters wreak havoc. That's true. You did enjoy um, Godzilla minus one for that reason. Well, not even that, like there is more to Godzilla minus one. And I still think you should watch it. Get over your fear of watching a subtitled movie (laughs) and, and you will enjoy it. I think so. It's, it's, more than just a movie about it's a not giant a fear. monster. My other half watches TV shows with subtitles on now, so she can like watch it quietly, but look up and still know, know what's going on. I don't know. I it's just ugh. it's 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 like it's you're just late. You're like I don't want to have to read my movie that I'm watching. Yeah, if I wanted to read a movie I'm watching, I'd read the book. <laughs> and even then you'd probably pick a color like a, a picture a book. Coloring book? <laughs> a coloring book if i want to read my movie i'd color it in i'd stay within the lines uh <laughs> rebel about... moon part oh go rebel ahead, moon go part ahead. two's coming out uh this year i haven't even watched rebel moon part one apparently uh, it did really well I, I mean like i've i've heard some mixed reviews of people that i i know who have seen it say that's really good i've seen some uh critic stuff and stuff online where it's just kind of falls flat. But I think this movie, like out of anything, it's definitely going to be a feast for the eyes, right? Like it looks visually stunning. Um, so, but it's like almost three hours long. Yeah. So you got to really be awake or have a lot of uh, energy drinks or something to get through. Don't watch that after a long day's Hard long work. hard day at work no yeah. rebel moon for you yeah. you know what you need on a long day at work you need the movie if starring ryan reynolds kaylee fleming and steve carell where if the, yeah it's the, the sequel uh, the to uh, it's a, the prequel to it yeah 
Um, I know when you saw this trailer, you're like, is it just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds? I mean, kind of. I mean, that's, that's how he, <laughs> that's who he is in every single movie now. This movie right? is literally this, though, just John Krasinski and all his friends. If mm-hmm. you look at the cast list for If, it's like, were you born in Boston? Are you friends with John Krasinski? Mm-hmm. Wow, we could have a spot in a movie for you. Mm-hmm. Come check out If. I don't think he cast his wife for anything, though. Oh, he did. <laughs> uh, of course. Famous Bostonian, Steve Carell. No, he's not. But um, Matt Damon, John Stewart, uh, Aquafina's in this movie, Richard Jenkins, um, Bobby Monahan, Steve Carell, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Ugh, it's going to be good. Sam Rockwell. I mean, he's good in most of his movies. Yeah, that guy's good at pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of great. Uh, let's do a few more movies. Garfield movie. Nope. Look, I fell for Chris Pratt and that whole thing in Super Mario Bros. I'm not doing it twice. Not happening. Nope. I won't pay a dollar to see this movie. Why not? Chris I will pay Pratt? my cable provider or I will pay my subscription service. Yeah, but it's Chris Pratt. <laughs> he's so cool. No. And like, how many more Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movies do we need? How many well, more Planet only... of the Apes with random words attached to the beginning or the end of the title do we need? <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, what's the next one going to be? Uh, the uh, rise and fall of the Planet of the Apes in... I don't know. No, the I, they already had Rise of the Planet of the Apes, right? So then they would do... Uh, it would have to be something about like the the expansion of the kingdom of oh there we go uh what are the, the apes of expansion no it could be like uh what it, what is it i don't know future of the kingdom of the planet of the apes <laughs> and planet of the apes fallout <laughs> it's yeah. just mission impossible style um, Inside Out 2 is probably one of the most anticipated movies of the year. It's an animated film by Disney Pixar starring Amy Poehler, Tony Hale, and Maya Hawke. Um, also, I if haven't you haven't watched seen, the first one, you have to. You have to watch the first one. This is like all those times where you've told me, like, you, because you've watched a lot more newer Pixar, because you and your significant other will actually sit down and be like, oh, this movie came out. We'll be like, do we want to watch that or not? And like you saw, what was that Panda one? Uh, Rising. You saw that one. You saw, um, you, you've like, I think the last direct to video cartoon thing we watched was soul. We didn't watch the dinosaur one. We didn't watch a bunch of them. I don't think I've seen the dinosaur one. I did though. Watch Leo the other day. Apparently it is phenomenal. It is actually so funny. It is so good. That's on my list. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Right up there with the Untitled Deadpool. Actually, the Untitled Deadpool movie is going to be phenomenal. Wolverine yeah, it's just Ryan back. Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. All right. Now, do you think another, like, this is, like, we're back into the world where video game adaptations are a thing. Do you think Borderlands will be a good movie? Uh... I don't know. It's got Kevin Hart in it. So Borderlands isn't a serious game by any means. But I feel like Kevin Hart is one of those 
those actors that when he is in something, you know f- that that movie is not going to be serious at all. Like, when was the last movie that Kevin Hart was in that he wasn't just a short, obnoxious dude? I think they're voice acting. I think it's animated. Is it? Jack Black's in the movie. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you know another Transformers movie is coming out? Yeah, they never stopped making those movies. But, like, it stars Scar Joe, Chris Hemsworth, and John Hamm. Yeah, everything's going back to this, like... Oh, my God, like, we're in sequels. It's Well, but it's, like, prequels. <laughs> I mean, it's sequels, but prequels. It's Transformers 1. We had Godzilla Minus 2. 1. We had... Saw 11. Yeah, what else? Uh, there's like, oh, Mortal Kombat one. You know, one uh, of the best, best fighting game games, ever. fighting games ever. Like, so everything kind of goes back to uh, oh, Xbox One, <laughs> Venom, the Untitled <laughs> Venom sequel. Uh, okay. Well, what about the Joker movie that's coming out this year? Uh, that'll be interesting. I'm kind of Sonic the Hedgehog three. Oh, yeah, the bottom of this list is wild. They're going to be making Mufasa, the Lion King? No. He was Seth Rogen's in it again. I hope yeah. he's just Pumba. <laughs> yeah, we all know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's... there's. Oh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. They're making another one of those. That's uh, coming out this summer. Netflix only. Eddie Murphy's kind of back in the, the limelight. That guy went from making no money to making all the money. I mean, he watched or he made, released, what was it, uh, Candy, Candy Cane, Cane Lane. Lane. Did you watch that? No, we just, we didn't get to it. There was yeah. a few Christmas movies we missed, and we're excited to have that on the list for next year. It's like, we we curate a list, and it's like in the top five, I think, to, to make sure we mm-hmm. watch early in the season. See, unlike Christmas lights, I think watching Christmas movies, like, mid-January is is a no-go. It's too New late. New Year's Day, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the excitement of Santa is gone. So speaking of the excitement of remakes and possibilities, what's going on in Nintendo Land? Have you noticed and have you heard these rumors that major Nintendo games are just coming off the shelves and they're, people believe it's a, a, a stock um, shortage scheme? to drive up a rarity so they don't have to produce a lot more titles because they're phasing out the original switch and the OLED switch. And they're coming out with a switch too. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago and you were like, hold your horses, you know, but now shit <laughs> seems a little bit real. Just so that everyone knows before the show, Sean literally called you out for the same shit complained. Yep. And I was like, there's been a lot more stuff that's been out on the internet now. And from, some legitimate sources in the past. So, and as a don't quality me, host, don't make me out to be the bad person here. No, you're you, you bad. Hey, Ralph, you bad guy. Yeah. Um, no, I, okay. So the thing is, is about the, like we discussed last week, if Nintendo wants to switch to like the switch successor to be successful, it needs to be backwards compatible with the switch uh, game cartridges. Nintendo would be a fool to change the media format again. 
the the thing about the switch cartridges it's just flash memory anyways they can expand that like you can get like two terabyte micro sd cards you could cheap right so there's no reason for them to change the actual physical media format the it's not uncommon for inventory and stock of games and stuff like that especially for nintendo consoles to be lesser after christmas now did they are they are they ramping up production for some of this stuff again sure like there's always also delays for getting inventory to north america and whatnot but i can't see nintendo purposely causing like scarcity of their first party games nintendo's never going to stop selling mario kart 8 it's just so unfortunate right they're never going to stop producing copies of breath of the wild you know is that on the list i'm just saying like a lot of them were first party games right so it's i can't see it being trying to build up hype or or something like that for this this switch too because if it's backwards compatible with those games say breath of the wild it is proven to run better on the switch 2 people will buy it when they buy the switch 2 if they haven't already got a switch or if they don't, don't have the game already right yeah you're not wrong and i think when you look at the list here that i'm going to read in a second the one thing you do notice is like if they are shorting stock they're they're some of these titles here could be considered like legacy games or game of the year or what was nintendo what did they call it on the 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 gamecube platinum hits platinum hits yeah platinum hits or no that was xbox it was platinum hits or greatest oh. hits but oh, nintendo greatest hits, something like that Nint- yeah. player player's choice player's player, choice yeah i yep. remember the the gold <laughs> thing holy crap we're dumb okay here are the games that have mysteriously gone out of stock at multiple retailers Paper Mario the Origami King, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, Metroid Dread, Kirby Star Allies, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, hmm. Fire Emblem Three Houses, Fire Emblem Engage, Yoshi's Crafted World, phenomenal, WarioWare Get It Together, Nintendo Switch Sports, Super Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, Super Mario Mar- uh, Maker 2, and Mario Strikers Battle League. The only game on this list where I was like, holy fuck, I should go buy it is Mario Odyssey. And I realized that's a panic buy and I shouldn't do that. But if they change the medium, I want a copy of that, especially if they remove it digitally as well. Because that game for everything that it's worth is phenomenal. It's one of the best games I've ever played. But I'm not going to panic buy, but I'm saying I, I could. But here's the thing, though. If they change the medium, I think it will hurt Nintendo. Because there's so so many Nintendo Switch games out there and, and all that stuff. Um, and then you're you're essentially making your your player base adopt a new format for a new system. It's really anti-consumer, especially in, in this day and age. You remember when uh the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X were um announced or or rumored to come out and one of the biggest things is that people wanted and expected backwards compatibility with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox 1, right? Yeah. Now we we knew that that was pretty much a given 
with uh, Xbox because they had backwards compatibility with the 360 and all that stuff, right? But like it was something that we weren't sure if Sony was going to do, and and they did do it. So in the most hilarious fashion, pretty much make a PS4 in the but, PS5. <laughs> okay, let let me be Mr. Nintendo Executive. Right. So I'm in a board meeting and I'm looking at the people on my left and the people on my right. And I'm like, how can we make more money? And guy on the left's like, sell more games. I'm like, that's a good idea, guy on the left. And then woman on the right's like, what if we change the medium? And I go, great idea, because then we can sell the same game that we've already sold before again in a different format. Look yeah, at what they did with the Wii never, U. And that's then never the been a problem with Nintendo because exactly. people will still buy the again but i think that this would be i don't know i i i think nintendo has hit a sweet spot with uh a powerful enough home console slash mobile console and what else would they be able to do like if they were to change the the media format i mean like they would i think that they will stay with the flash memory cards right if they change the 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 physical size of the cards or the form like the design or whatever that's going to be a pain in the butt but i'm sure someone will find a a way to modify uh I, switch i'm games just saying as as much as it's like the perfect scenario and they keep the sd card look at what they did with the wii u to the nintendo switch they were like the console the hand console is a great idea but let's get them with more money selling them the same game by putting the word deluxe at the end. And we did it. We're so stupid as consumers. We're so dumb. How many Wii U titles do you own on your Switch? Um, I own two. I own Mario Kart because obviously it was like one of the only games you could get at launch. I own Pikmin 3. Um, because I got it for really cheap. I think that's it. I have Mario Bros. Deluxe U or U Deluxe, whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but so aside from the rumors of Nintendo purposely limiting game stock, there's been a, a bunch of significant leaks of potential. Uh, specifications for the upcoming Nintendo Switch uh, sequel. Lay it on. Uh, primarily uh, from some NVIDIA um, internal documents and stuff like that. So there's, Nintendo is working with NVIDIA again. Uh, they are using the Tegra processor. So NVIDIA makes a, it's like an all-in-one like processor and G, like CPU and GPU all-in-one. Uh, it's based off of the T239 processor. Now, interesting thing about this, I was watching a Digital Foundry video the other day, and the T, I think, what is it? The T240. So this is a custom chip that's that's coming out for the Nintendo Switch 2. But this rumored processor is based off of a processor used in uh, the automotive industry for, uh, like, automatic, like, uh, AI driving, uh, car and pedestrian, um, you so know, observations, stuff like that, like a whole bunch of stuff. And those processors are extremely powerful. Now, obviously, in order to get uh, something that is 
a at a price point that the cons- home consumer or the general public would be able to afford and that Nintendo would be able to sell it at and two also uh not require like uh, a super robust uh cooling system they had to obviously uh lower some of the specifications but apparently it's based off of that um so rumors are it is going to be 8 core uh we don't really know obviously we don't know the uh the speed uh the GPU i've heard a few uh, there's a few rumors that the GPU is going to be based off of or uh, similar to a RTX 3000 series GPU or a RTX 2050. So they're not like super high end uh, graphics cards by any means. But I mean, if you were to have those games or those uh, graphics, you can play games or modern AAA games at like low resolution or. <laughs> You could probably play it like if you're looking at a three thousand, or even a twenty seven. Like you're playing a lot of games still. Like I know my other half's playing Coral Island right now, and I can play that on max settings, and it doesn't even touch what my computer can do. Well, you also have like a thirty eighty, don't you? Thirty seventy Ti. Thirty seventy. So the the digital foundry video that I was watching, they were comparing it to um, a RTX twenty fifty, and they found a laptop that had like the closest specs that they could find to what potentially uh, a switch pro or switch two would have. Um, And they were doing like benchmarks on games like uh, control uh, cyberpunk. And I think red dead redemption, uh, a few other ones. And in order to get like a constant, like 30 or 60 FPS, it's like most of these games were running at like uh, low or medium on 720 or, 1080p so i don't know we won't know for sure obviously until it comes out but uh rumors of eight gigabytes of ram now there was a a leak um from a uh i think this is uh like a spanish website or something like that uh they're saying 12 to 16 gigabytes of ram but i i I highly doubt that they Um, have to eight is actually more than capable for a lot of stuff like you can still buy like you can buy entry level graphics cards with four gigs of RAM still, right? Like well, that, they can still run a lot of uh, like modern games. So, I mean, it's not unreasonable for them to it to have uh, eight gigs of RAM, uh, but twelve or sixteen would be ideal, especially if Nintendo is hoping to have this console last like another ten years. Um, now a few different changes or a few different. Uh, leaks for or rumors for the screen obviously it's going to be you know seven to eight inches 1080p um but uh one of the more prominent or you know more believable would be 120 hertz or sorry one of the more believable leaks states that it would be 120 hertz uh which i mean that's you can get anything like it, it 120 hertz screen allows you to do easily without like screen tearing, you know, 60, 30, 20, 15, 10, one <laughs> frames per second, right? Yeah. So, uh, then what else we got? We got a greatly improved battery life and like everything. So, we don't know. I mean, who knows? More than four now, hours. Now, here's the thing though it's uh, the, the most real or believable or uh, historically 
true leak states that this is going to have 64 gigs of storage. Um, another Backwards. article says between 256 and uh, 512. I can see 64 gigs being what Nintendo goes with. How much internal storage is on the uh, Nintendo Switch? Like the first gen and or first one and second one. Like version one, version two was 32 gigs, right? Yeah, and I have a 128 gig card in mine. Yeah, and then uh, the OL, the OL, OLED one, I think, did they upgrade it to 64 gigs? I believe so. I can't yeah. reach the box or I'd tell you. Yeah, so, I mean, knowing the Nintendo, it's going to be uh, fairly small. Now, if Nintendo were to release it with 128 gigs, of uh, internal memory. I mean, I feel like that would be kind of like a happy medium, but flash storage is cheap. So, I don't know. So, so I'm going to give you some specs or something, okay? Th- this is what it has to at least come up with. Okay, so um, th- this item has a Zen 4 architecture with 8-core, 16-thread, 240-megabyte total cache, uh, AMD Radeon graphics card that is I know AMD you're talking R- about like the Steam Deck or I'm not <laughs> or the it's ROG. Not. It is it is the ROG. It had this unequivocally without a doubt. You explained a lot. You said a lot of the display features right there. So from what you're telling me, if the rumors are true, then the display is going to be very similar to the ROG, if not exact. Response time seven seven milliseconds. Refresh rate 120 hertz. Brightness 500 nits. Okay, that's great. Memory, 16 gigs on board. Ooh. But it's also LPDDR5. Actually, that's mm-hmm. good. That's 16 gigs, right? That's future-proofing your console a little bit. Storage, 512 gigabytes, right? Here's where, as a consumer, this is my this is my demand or my plea. I can go to the store, and for $600, I can go buy a ROG Ally. A 549 or whatever. I can go buy that if I don't want the hassle of doing all the work to make a Steam Deck the most important piece of equipment I have. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people say, and I think you can admit this as well, when it comes to the Steam Deck, the Steam Deck is also the work you put into it to get the enjoyment out of it. You're adding emulators. You're running multiple programs to try and get the best possible game experience right i mean you can do that with the ally as well it's, it's but just the, uh, a the windows ally, machine you're right but the ally out of the box is secondary to steam right like they, it can launch steam it can launch epic mm-hmm. but that's that's not what it's designed for right it is designed for the idea of i'm picking it up i can play a game out of my library and that's it like you're not focused on emulation you're focused on just playing okay but here's the thing though is it's on sale right now in in Canada for seven hundred dollars. Is that it's the fully regular... loaded one? Yeah, like, that's like the five twelve. Yeah, gig model, right? <laughs> seven hundred dollars. Its non sale price is nine hundred dollars. Nintendo is not aiming for that price point. Nintendo is gonna. The rumors are this is gonna be around four hundred bucks, so a hundred dollars more than the Switch. Nintendo, they won't be able to sell this console, a home console, for more than four hundred dollars. It just won't sell. But you can't release something so out of date. For Nintendo Switch to come out with like a lesser display, slower RAM, or games still look potatoy, or like they have these dro- like drop frame rates, you cannot release that 
as a product that is viable. It's just, it's not possible anymore. The Switch is so far behind, and I understand it's a seven-year-old console, or eight years now almost. Mm -hmm. It is old. I 100% understand that. But what's the first thing you and I always say to each other when we're taking a look at trailers that Nintendo has dropped? Well, the frame rate, you can tell. Like, you you couldn't edit out the frame rate. You couldn't edit out (laughs) the frame rate in gameplay trailers, right? Yeah. And that's because the, the, the console can't handle it. It can handle some things very, very well. But here's the thing, though. Nintendo hasn't been, like, they've been in a league of their own since before the Nintendo Switch came out. Compete. But they don't need to. But you can't keep getting away with? Their year-over-year sales for, like, every console generation minus the Wii U, you know, just proves that Nintendo doesn't have to release the most powerful system. You're like right. they they're going to do just fine if they release a console that is, you know, half the power of the Xbox 1 or hell, if they release something that is equivalent to the Xbox Series S, they'll do just fine. You are absolutely right except you're also wrong. Because for for two reasons, two reasons, and I'm like I'm doing this to play devil's advocate because I have to. Oh, I know. But one, you played Call of Duty the other night on your Xbox Series or your Xbox One X. Yeah. And how was that experience? I mean, like the game ran fine, but like the graphics were clearly potatoish. So five or six out of ten. Uh, no, I would say it was more of like if if this PlayStation and Xbox is is uh, I would say. I would say an eight and a half, nine. I would say the Xbox One version was a seven and a half. Okay. So now, what is one of the biggest games on the Switch that is free to play? Fortnite. Exactly. You have to have that game run at least at minimum standard for PC or minimum standard for other consoles to even keep it remotely fair for these players who are playing in lobbies. You have to. Have you played Fortnite on the Switch? Uh, no, but I've I feel it. so it's bad for garbage. kids. It's so <laughs> awful. Yeah. And parents are like pouring money into this because they want V-Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. They want this money, but the game is not playable anymore. The game has evolved. It's like trying to play a mobile game on a cell phone that's five years old. But I, I don't think you... I don't think you necessarily understand the advancements in chip technology and stuff like that and and processor and, and whatnot like the the processor that's coming into this this uh or the rumored processor that they're using in gpu is a very capable system right like it, at helping it can... park cars <laughs> okay i gotta i have to show you the you have to uh, you probably won't watch it but you should watch the digital i'm Foundry just video being that the defense the, here that does you, the you're fine because you... i know i know i know exactly what you're doing but at the same time it's it's you know it's one of these things that nintendo like i said nintendo is going to do just fine they know what they're doing they know it works but they also know the, the right price point they're not marketing this to the people that are playing on playing games on you know two thousand dollar PCs or buying a PS5 to play Call of Duty or buying an Xbox Series X to play Call of Duty. 
they're not marketing to those people. They're marketing to like a, a younger audience, the mom and dads that know, or the grandparents that know Nintendo as a brand, right? Yeah. They're marketing it to the, the, the casual gamers as well as reaching out to some of the more hardcore stuff. But really, when you look at the, the games that have come out on the Switch, how many are really geared towards a hardcore, the hardcore gaming community? Oh, I don't know. Skyrim 3. <laughs> the Remember when Guardians released and it was only cloud-based? And it was well, like... Well, that's the thing. It's like a lot of these games that are, are designed for, like even, uh, what was it? Uh, Control. That came out on the Switch, but it was cloud only, right? So if if the rumored processor and GPU can play control at a relatively stable, a stable frame rate with relatively decent graphics, um, you know, and that's just like rumors definitely like what's coming out is going to be more refined and probably more powerful than what we are are hearing as rumors uh i think the switch is going to be just fine like the kids can be will be playing uh fortnite for the next 15 years i mean fortnite Fortnite won't die like PUBG did PUBG walked so everything else can run Mm -hmm. the um i guess my final argument because we are running a little hot here then is what are your three wishes or expectations out of the switch because i can tell you right now this will be the first console where i won't get the new one my other half will get the new one i'll get her oled and then we will retire my year one switch my original baby my my red and blue you could probably get some decent money for that because they're still moddable no i'm gonna retire it it's gonna like it's battery blows yeah, like I, I played the shit out of that thing, so it just stays plugged in, and we play Mario Party on it. But what are your yeah. three wishes? Uh, definitely backwards compatibility. It okay. needs it. Um, I would like a slightly larger s- screen. Okay. Um, I mean, I haven't really seen the OLED screen. I know it's a little bit bigger than the uh, OG Switch, but uh, you know, eight inches is probably pretty good for a handheld screen. Um, and you know what? Honestly, I would like 4K output. Okay. You're probably not going to get that one. Um, I don't know. Nobody thought that Nintendo was going to have a 1080p console and the Nintendo Wii U had it. Okay. So my wish is either realistic or unrealistic. I also agree with backwards compatibility. I also believe, or my second wish would be not only having USB-C output, but having an HDMI output or at least an H- uh, USB-C to HDMI adapter. So you don't have to necessarily dock and you can take it while you're traveling a little bit better. I know there are third-party ones now. What? You know you know, you can get USB-C to HDMI cables, and they work just fine with the... Yeah, uh... I know. I said there are third-party ones now, but if there's an onboard HDMI that you can still play with, I don't know. That's just something I like. Um, right. And then finally, um, Joy-Cons that can handle adult hands. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Keep dreaming there, buddy. Well, I mean... <laughs> You remember how long it took for the dongle? Like you got so excited when you bought your first Switch dongle that wasn't like the uh, the dock, right? So I don't know. I just I would love to see a little bit more variety in docking because like if you're going to a hotel and you have it in your Switch case, it's nice and tiny, right? Mm-hmm. That that's just what I would like. But we want mm-hmm. to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what you guys think. 
of the Switch rumors. We want to we want to know what movies you're excited for, and more importantly, we want to know how you guys are doing. It's a new year. We're just checking in on our friends. For myself, he's so cool. I mix it and up. And David, hello there. <laughs> I'm going to ride that high for a week. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. 